Hey everyone, this is Michael, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. Today, our podcast is entitled Israel, God, and a VHS. I get to sit down with Taylor Weaver and Esther Sosa. Hello, my name is Esther Sosa. I'm a junior at Swahu. I'm a music major, and I'm just really excited to be here and be part of this podcast. In this episode, we're talking about Hosea chapter 11 talk a lot about how we walk with God, how we learn to walk, what it means to have a relationship with God, and how that challenges us to love others. I just want to thank you for joining in on the conversation and being with us today. I hope it's a blessing for you. So I loved this. I like the simplicity of taking a deeper dive at specifically just one chapter Mm -hmm. and I think I think it was such a cool message because after getting through so much struggle and trial and kind of God just being like all right what are you doing now he's like hey even though you've messed up like I love you so here here's this one chapter to kind of redeem myself and show you how much I love you um And what stood out to me initially, whenever we talked about verse one and two, it talks about how God has been there with us from the beginning and he is speaking to each and every one of our relationships. Mm -hmm. Because immediately how I took it is growing up, I always heard God knew you before you were born. He knew you as soon as you were conceived. He like he can see all your life and is just so excited for you to take it and follow him. And so that's that's immediately what I saw is like through the verses, God is there. He's been there. He will be there. This is your relationship. So take charge of it. And this is like his call to take charge of our own relationships with him is how I felt. I kind of got a different outlook on this because Bring in the it. verse, he talks about how he calls to us mm-hmm. and we sometimes move further away from him. Mm-hmm. And I personally really related to that just because there have been so many times in which like you're going through a rough spot and your initial reaction is to be just like, I'm going to handle this. Like, I got it. Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, like give it to me and I will handle it. So that's kind of like the outlook that I got on verses one through two. Mm-hmm. I really like that because I think everybody can relate to that in some way, shape or form. And especially like with COVID and everything, mm-hmm. it's hard to let things go. I know I'm struggling with that. Like just, yeah. just with life in general, it's hard to let things go and let God. I love the the imagery of this chapter and I know we'll probably expand upon it more, but a lot of it is this kind of father, son, mother, daughter yes. look, right? Yeah. And I love how how personal it is. And I think the kind of the emotions get to God. Like he's so, like he's gone chapters four through 10, just super frustrated with Israel, just completely <laughs> frustrated. And then hold on, like I've got to take a step back. Like I was there when Israel was was made. I was mm-hmm. the one that brought Israel up. I was the one that taught Israel how to walk. Uh, and I, I just, I, I love that picture of, uh, of God from this chapter. I think um, speaking of, you know, the father-son type of relationship, or maybe it can remind you of whatever relationship you might have with your parents, it almost, it almost brings to mind um, 
whenever we're talking about, you know, Jesus was there, God was there for our first steps. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of all those books I always read as like a kid. And I'm sure like, you know, Esther read them too. You read them too. Just like the typical, like my first Bible. I remember like I pulled that out a couple (laughs) of days ago and it's like the simplicity of him being there from the beginning. And it's so important for us to remember that. Um, And words that like really stood out to me um, that made me realize that is whenever you said before Israel before knew God, Israel God. knew God, God knew Israel. And I feel like that's specifically to us before we knew God, before we could even fathom anything, before we felt, before we knew he knew us. And that's that's a love that I really struggle to understand. We both uh, did like these prayer journals. Yes. Mm-hmm. And before that, like I wouldn't really talk to God about every little step and decision Mm -hmm. that I make but my mom gave me this prayer journal and she was like here just like write anything write what like your thoughts your worries and I was like okay Mm -hmm. so I started journaling and I started asking God like please show me signs please show me that I'm doing the right thing and you'll be surprised with how God actually answers all you have to do is just like ask him or just write out (laughs) so what do those first steps with God look like I think it's going to be different for each and every one of us. But I think there's at some point that God gets a hold of our hearts and he shows us that he's real and that he wants to be a part of our lives. That may look like a conversation with a friend, a sign that you and God have agreed upon. And it could look like sitting down and reading your Bible, maybe offering a prayer for the first time. As you take those first steps, you get to know God a little bit more and you get to trust him a little bit. At the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. God's teaching us how to walk and take steps towards Him. You were reading verse 9 and 10, or just verse 9, but whenever we get to the part where God is like, my compassion overflows, Mm -hmm. I felt that, like on a deeper level, Mm -hmm. because in that moment that we read that, I felt like I could relate with how God feels, except for He feels it like times 100, (laughs) what we can even fathom. But I understood that because... Aren't we like that? Aren't like just, I know certain people I have relationships with or sometimes even people I don't really know well, I just have such a heart that feels for them or Mm -hmm. that wants them to know God or Mm -hmm. wants to show God to certain people. And it's just like, oh my goodness, I I care so much about you. My compassion overflows for you. I wish you could see that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was God talking to us. Like, I wish you could see my love for you. Like, physically like i'm doing my best to show this to you Mm. and i was like whoa (laughs) i feel that i understand that i think it's really interesting and how in the previous verses he's talking about like since you refuse to return to me like the difficulties that will happen to them but then whenever it gets to verse 9 you would expect him to be like and because of all of this stuff that you're doing i'm going to lash out all my anger on you Mm -hmm. so you know how it feels but instead he's like i won't lash out on you and i'm like what yeah Yeah. it's just like (laughs) mind-blowing Yeah, I think about it. I don't know if this happened to you guys, but uh, like growing up and you do something wrong, mm-hmm. sometimes yes. the worst punishment is when your parents didn't do anything. Exactly. Oh my and, they're, and they're like, <laughs> you know, and I know, and you know that I know. Uh-huh. And so oh. you're just going to have to deal with that. Uh-huh. Like, no, just please like spank me or like time out <laughs> or something. Do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I think in some ways that, that God brings even more of a, 
of uh, of a punishment towards them because he's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna punish you exactly. like you think. Because I'm sure there's some defiant in Israel that's like, bring it on, <laughs> yeah. do whatever. I was like, no, I'm just, I'm gonna hang out here, and it's like, oh. Exactly. I feel like that's the worst punishment to like leave somebody with their thoughts. Like, yeah. Think about what you do. Often when we were young and learning how to walk, we would fall. And maybe some people reacted around us. Maybe there was a gasp. Oh no, are, are you okay? And other times everybody around us seemed to be stoic and we would pick ourselves back up and continue on. Sometimes that happens in our own lives as we're trying to navigate the world. We're walking in a relationship with Jesus and a relationship with others. We'll fall down and there's people around us that will react to that. And we have a choice to make. Yeah, falling can hurt. It can be frustrating. But I take courage in a proverb. It's found in Proverbs 24, verse 16. It says, though the righteous fall seven times, they will get back up again. And the promise is true. When we're walking in relationship with Jesus, he will pick us back But if anything, it kind of shows the amount of love that he has for us just by Mm -hmm. doing that. And it just, I don't know. I feel like the Bible really talks about love in general and how love is like the greatest commandment that you need, which seems kind of easy. Oh, just just love everyone. Yeah. But it's way harder than you think. (laughs) And so God does a really good job in exemplifying this love. That's actually so perfect. I'm glad that you said that because that brings me to another one of my points, which was how can we apply this type of love to Mm -hmm. others around us? Mm -hmm. Because often it is so me, me, me that you're so worried about your relationship with God or you understanding the love. But what about God's ultimate goal of being able to spread his word? Mm -hmm. What about that? So how how can we learn to fathom this so that we can show it to others and apply it in others? Mm-hmm. I I, was, I don't know what I was listening to. I was scrolling through something and I saw this video and it's this pastor preaching and he's talking about love. And he says like this quote or line, maybe he came up with it, I don't know, but it really stuck out to me. He says, love is what you do in spite of what you feel. Love is fighting for the good of someone, even if they never see the sacrifice of what you did to get love to them. Mm. love is what Jesus did on that cross. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, it took me back because I was just like, love is not about you. It's not about me or just like, what do I get in return? It's about just giving everything that you have Mm -hmm. without expecting anything in return. Mm -hmm. And that just blew me away because I know I'm very selfish at times. I'm just like, okay, so what's in it for me? (laughs) That really blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I know we've talked, Esther and I have talked so much about um, in relationships, it's so easy to have expectations. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of been each other's like accountability partners for like, did I expect too much Mm -hmm. from my partner, from my parents, from whoever you're in a relationship with or struggling with? It's like, okay, lower your expectations and you will be so surprised by how happy you are just to be in the moment, to be living, to, you know, and I love how that just relates to any type of relationship, especially with God. Like Mm -hmm. you can't put expectations on God. Like he will go Mm -hmm. above and beyond anything we could ever fathom. Exactly. What was it your grandmother that gave like relationship advice? And she said, 
lower your expectations. Have no expectations no, yeah, if yeah. you can. Exactly. Because <laughs> you'll be so much happier in your relationship because you don't yeah. expect something from your mm-hmm. partner. And you'll just be, you'll be so like surprised and happy whenever awesome things happen because <laughs> you're just happy to be there. You're happy yeah. to be able to love that mm-hmm. person yeah, yeah. and focusing on that, which is really hard. It, yeah. Super hard. It's really hard because yeah. like you get ideas in your head and I feel like this can relate to our relationship with God. You get ideas in your head. Um, I know I have like amazing goals of like, I am going to sit down and read my Bible. This is my expectation. I'm going to read this part of my Bible every day for my devotion. I'm going to have a perfect devotion. It's going to be from this time to this time. And then I wake up 30 minutes late and then it's like expectation out the window. Mm -hmm. So lower your expectations and know that God's relationship, that your relationship with God, it will work itself out and he will... He will show you that he's with you throughout your day, throughout any like I just I can't even some days I don't have time for my devotion. And that sounds awful, but I'm just being honest. And I'll see him throughout my entire day Mm -hmm. through little things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I didn't make time for you this morning. (laughs) yet You're still blessing me. Exactly. Like no expectations. Yeah, I think often we think that our relationship with God depends solely on our own doing. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Like, oh, like you say, I've got to have this, I've got to do that in order for me to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And we forget that the God of all the universe is working 10 million times harder than you are to have a relationship with you. And it's okay for us to rest in that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we need to do it for a a good, healthy relationship to work. You've got to have back and forth and you've got to have Mm -hmm. that dialogue and that type of thing. Uh, But the the amazing thing about God's love is that he extends it to us and doesn't expect anything in return. Yes. In fact, even when we turn away from him, we're seeing this from the book of Hosea, he's still like, but how can I give you up? Like I'm so <laughs> yeah, frustrated with exactly. you, but I, th- there's no other way for me to respond other than to keep mm-hmm. chasing after you until maybe one day you'll get it. Mm-hmm. I love this chapter because I feel like, I think I kind of said it in the beginning, how it just kind of breaks it up. You've been through a lot, but mm-hmm. you need that reassurance. Mm-hmm. So I love how this chapter, it in a loving way, you know, throughout Hosea, God is calling his people out, mm-hmm. calling the Israelites out, but he finishes with reassurance. Yeah. And that's what's so important. It's not only it's not only the fact that we can't fathom God's love, it's like reassurance. It, I, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe like what I'm trying to say right now, <laughs> other than it's so comforting. to it's it's like the parent um it's like the parent son parent daughter relationship of i love you so much i'm going to tell you what you did wrong so that we can be on an even deeper level and we can so i can love you more so you can love and understand me more and it's so it's so hard to express that you know like my thoughts on that (laughs) yeah yeah I think I really like how on, is it verse 11? He finishes off with, and I will bring them home again. Oh my goodness. So despite everything that they're doing wrong, that they're not really turning towards God, he's like, despite all this, I still want you to come home with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but that just amazes me. Yeah. Because it's like, you can do whatever you want. You can go to the furthest place on the earth, but God will always be there. And he will always want to bring you back home. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's just beautiful. Yeah. Just like any parent um, relationship, like 
you go off to college, your parents still want you to come back home. Even yeah. if you do something wrong, your parents still love you. Yeah. And that's the type of love that God is demonstrating here. Yeah. Even if you don't want to come back home. Yeah. Exactly. Right? <laughs> You're always welcome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of the, the story of the prodigal son. That's what I was yes. going to say. Like, <laughs> Dad, you're dead to me. Give me my inheritance. And dad's like, okay. All right. And then he goes out, parties, realizes, hits rock bottom, realizes he doesn't have anything because he's left the family. He's like, maybe, just maybe I can come back and serve in my dad's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his dad doesn't even wait for him to finish his first breath before he's got arms wrapped around him. And he says, come. And he puts his robe on him and a signet ring on him and welcomes him back into his house mm-hmm. as son. And I think God does that with each and every one of us. Uh, Paul writes in uh, Romans chapter eight and talks about the inheritance that we have as sons and daughters of Christ. Mm-hmm. And God says, doesn't matter what you've done, how far you've gone away. The robe is always waiting for you. The signet ring is always there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to let the past be what the past is. My blood has covered that. Come back to me. My grace is sufficient for you. Yes. That's what amazing. I love about the imagery there in um, verse 11 that you talked about, Esther, is, and it kind of just hit me like I hadn't really like zoned in on it. Um, and I will bring them home again. While that is so comforting, even going even deeper and just realizing that God is home. It's, I don't know, it's just like that just hit me in the moment whenever you said that. Like, it's not... Our home that we go to, you know, whenever I'm done with school, whenever I'm done with class and I go home, oh, it's so comforting, isn't it? Like your bed is so welcoming and this and anyways, and that's home. But to think of no worldly things, no anything, God is home, a person. uh, I can't even fathom. He, oh my goodness. I just loved that. Like he's, he's welcoming us home with open arms, just like the prodigal son and saying, I am home. You don't need anything else. And wow, I love that. Sorry, that was kind of like a, like, you know, As humans, we love measuring success. How much money did you make? How much time were you able to complete this in? What were your grades? And I think we oftentimes hold ourselves to similar standards when it comes to relationship with God. But all throughout the Bible, God doesn't want the numbers and he doesn't care about the quantity what he does is that he cares about the quality in your relationship with god he's not expecting anything of you except an open and a willing heart and yet sometimes we beat ourselves up a little bit right we are frustrated when we fall down and we hold ourselves accountable i think those are good things we can't keep knocking ourselves down what we're gonna do is trust in jesus leave our lives to him And as we do that, we come to a closer relationship with God. um, I was talking with Kobe about it, and he actually brought up the question, um, I think maybe a couple sermons ago, but it just kind of has to do with the book of Hosea in general. Mm -hmm. And it kind of got me thinking, I don't know, I don't know the answer to it. I don't know if like you will know like the answer, but like just like your your ideas on it. Um, If not, we'll find out together. Yeah. (laughs) But he asked, why do we stop at loving only our loved ones? And I feel like Mm -hmm. this is kind of like the question that I said, like, how can we apply this love that God is showing to us? How can we apply that to those around us and show that love? But why do we stop at loving only our loved ones? I was like, wow. Yeah. Or like, (laughs) yeah, I just, he asked me that. I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad, but like, I don't really have like a set answer for that, yeah. but that's yeah. what this book is. It's yeah. love. Yeah. What do you think? 
honestly. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of that video that you showed at church. And it's talking about love and it's saying, um, love your enemies, love your neighbors. And it just, when I I was watching that video, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I need to do betterment. Like, (laughs) I need to step it up because it's not just loving like, the person who treats me well or the people who are kind to you. No, it's going even further and treating those that are just plain mean to you Mm -hmm. and don't really wish success for you and just being like, you know, God still loves you. Therefore, I'm going to try my absolute best to love you. But I know that we can't just love people by being just our human selves. Mm -hmm. So we have to ask God to help us and be like, listen, I am struggling to love this person. Like they are just making it a little bit difficult yeah. to be kind to. And I feel like if we ask God then he's gonna show us how to love that person. Yeah. And so I think that's a small step towards no, I agree. <laughs> loving yeah. asking people. asking for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's spot on. And we can link in the show notes a, a link to that video so people can watch yes. it later. I love that um, video. And I think going deeper into that thought, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much easier to love people that we like, mm-hmm. right? But then Jesus, like you say, calls, hey, love your enemies. Love even the people that you don't like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why um, I've been kind of mentioning over and over again in this series that we've been doing is that when you see what love does, you can know who love is. Mm-hmm. And when because love will go after the person that, they don't like yeah. or that they're frustrated by. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Hosea, there's got to be a moment. He doesn't mention it, but you can kind of, you know, if the, if the words of Hosea are God's words and the words of God are Hosea's in this, you can imagine Hosea's frustration as his wife is yeah. leaving him yeah. and going away. He's like, like, I baked you raisin cakes, honey. Like, <laughs> I'm the one that's providing for you in this way, in this way, in this way. And you keep leaving me. Uh, and, you know, you could argue like, oh, yeah, Hosea is supposed to love her because, uh, you know, she's his wife and whatnot. But mm-hmm. according to Mosaic law, he could have her stoned because yeah. she was being unfaithful to him. Exactly. And so even faced with that decision, Hosea is like, nope, I'm going to keep loving this person. And so I think I personally am challenged to find ways to love people around me, like truly love people mm-hmm. around me, to to see past um, the uh, the racial division in our country, to see mm-hmm. past uh, the everything that keeps us separate. Yeah. You're like, no, we're all we all bleed red. We're we're sons and daughters of God, and I uh, coming back to that, I think enables me to love somebody else mm-hmm. uh, because even if I don't necessarily like them. We're still from the same family. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not biologically here, but on earth, but we're part of the family of God. And so to hate my to hate my fellow human is to hate a son or a daughter of God. Mm-hmm. And that goes against everything that God's trying to teach us. Exactly. I think what I what I struggle with is I have that love, that compassion for people, but finding ways to show others. Not Mm. only like, I mean, honestly, this podcast is like an awesome way to be able to have a voice and to um, hopefully bring others closer to Christ. But what other ways can we show that love to others to really bring them in? Because it it goes beyond just, um, I know how I want to be a light for Christ. And in doing so, my actions how I how I treat others, the type of presence that I hold on campus, the you know mm-hmm. what people associate me with, mm-hmm. that represents God, and that can 
be amazing, but you know, a big thing for me is like acts of service. How can I show people? Yeah. How yeah. can I, you know, yeah. really make an impact? And yeah. that's what stood out to me is trying to learn how to yeah. or what how to go about that. Yeah. So what did you what now before we go any further, I know what you're thinking. What if I simply can't find the love for someone? I hate them so much or they they just frustrate me so much or they've done so much evil against me. I want to kind of settle into that for a moment because I think your concerns are valid. There are people in this world that we can just find so much difficulty in loving. But yet Jesus still calls us to love our enemies. How do we do that? When someone's hurt us, when someone's wronged us, what does love look like towards them? What, have you, what, what conclusions have you come to? Like, honestly, what's, the, what's the list? Honestly, I don't know. Like, it's um, for me. I think each and every one of us have our talents, and using those talents mm-hmm. for showing um, your love and God's love to others is the biggest. So I know Esther is absolutely amazing at everything music, and she's specifically known for saxophone, and she always shares in church. And I feel like things like that, showing your talents. She is performing for church. She is doing that out of her heart for the love of people, for her love of God, and that shows. And so I think it's, this is like my, this is not like right or wrong. I'm just like, this is what I think of is, okay, so then what am I good at that I can show others? I know I love to bake. So like baking to me is like, (laughs) here, I give you my heart. But you know. Kobe's Kobe's told me about the the love gifts. Yeah. (laughs) So like, you know, things like that is I'm like, okay, is that how I can show my love to others? Mm -hmm. Is that how, you know, bake goods? I don't know. But it's just, that's what's so important to me is like, it's not only, it's not only who I am or what I think I represent. It's really showing others that through my words, yeah. through my actions, through acts of service, acts of, you know, whatever yeah. that mm-hmm. might look yeah. like. I want to highlight something you said, because uh, I think it, it absolutely speaks to this topic and that's what do people associate with me? Yes. Right. And so what do what do people see when they see me? Do they associate me with feelings of of love and care and compassion or am I stuck up and walking around (laughs) on the streets of the campus or whatever with my nose up and not paying attention to anybody? Um, And all of a sudden that puts a magnifying glass in my own life. It's like, oh, what am I? (laughs) Like, what do people associate with me? And does the image of what I think I portray match up with what I actually do portray? Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that as I personally try to walk in the ways of Jesus, I would hope that people would associate me with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I don't always get it right. <laughs> I unfortunately. I completely understand that. That actually, <laughs> that, okay, so um, I'm actually taking a class with Pastor Michael and we just got done doing like this little group activity and we like separate, I don't, I'm not going to do this justice, but it just reminded (laughs) me. um, We just got done. We were in different groups of different colors and each group had specific, um, what would you call it? I don't Uh, know. Mannerisms or way they would, ways they would treat other people. Yeah. And interact with others. And you're supposed to kind of, um, it was supposed to represent cultures and how we, how we relate to other people. And honestly, like how, I present myself was in that game. I kind of, my group, my blue group, uh-huh. whenever we were supposed to meet each other or meet another person, we crossed our arms. And 
that honestly was a little too close to home because wow. I feel like I do that because <laughs> not and it's not it's not because I'm I want to be standoffish or like not talk to people it's because I'm nervous or yeah. you know I don't know how to approach people and in the game all my classmates are around me and like talking to one another and everybody's laughing and I was just like wow that's how I want to be yeah. and like I don't know I felt like it kind of called me out because mm. I was like man like the game is supposed to cross your arms but that's just how I felt as I was wow. like I want to sit down and I'm scared <laughs> and like everybody's doing amazing and interacting with each other anyways so that kind of I don't know that's just a side note but that <laughs> called me out as to I want to be able to if I want to present myself in a certain way yeah. and I want people to see God through me I have to get out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's true. Yeah. Something important. that my dad always taught me growing up was like, it's important to show Christ through you. And I was like, well, how do you even do that? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand how people are supposed to see that. He's like, Esther, sometimes it's just a smile. So like if you're mm -hmm. crossing a street, just smiling to someone can make their day because maybe they're just, they haven't seen a real smile in a while. And I'm yeah. like, okay. So maybe just smiling. So that's something that I do is I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm, I can't really just go up and just talk to this ran random person, but just like smiling to them. Maybe mm -hmm. that'll make their day. Like I know like I go through the, let's say I'm at HEV or something. And sometimes you'll just look at a random person and they, they just smile at you. It just makes me feel so happy. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah. thank so you. <laughs> and it's so much harder now, right? Because we only say, see each other the mask. in the mask. Yeah, yeah. So now you just have to read eyes and kind of if the eyes squint, just like, I hope they're smiling. Exactly. And there we have it. That was our conversation about Hosea chapter 11. Israel, God, and the VHS. I hope you've been challenged today to think about how we apply the love that God is calling us to extend towards others. It's gonna look different for each and every one of us, but through God's grace and mercy, He helps us in our time of need. Remember, His grace is sufficient. As always, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time on Elevate Retake.